The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Actually, it's not his show from yesterday because... There was some problem with the sound right at the first. I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of jacks or something that I don't. I just it's not like they should 
stop working, but they do. And he has to unplug them and plug them back in. So there was probably about 20 minutes of the show that got left off with um, without any sound. So we replaced that. That's an educational video that's up there now. Uh, he will be live at 3 o'clock today for two hours. So uh, yeah, if you're waiting on Saturdays for two hours with Bradley, That'll be today. Uh, so be sure to check that out at sonslibertymedia.com. Also, the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up whatever device you've got. And then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner and join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. A number of Facebook pages that bear my name. Also, Real Tim Brown, Real Tim Brown at Twitch. At twitch.tv and then also Twitter, forever that's worth, the real Tim Brow, too. Leave off the end off the end of my name and put a number two there, and you're good to go on Twitter. But you can always find us on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay. All right. Right up under that is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Those go out once a day between seven and eight o'clock Eastern. Um, <clears throat> you'll be able to get that in your inbox and that's every single day okay if you're interested in our ministry email which goes out today on saturdays once a week go to sonsoflibertyradio.com sign up right there on the front of the page and uh if you get there before one o'clock today you should get that uh the ministry email for today that's exclusive content that you know tells you a little bit about what we're doing in the sons of liberty uh finally if you agree with our message and you would like to help keep us out there uh, on the radio and the internet and among the people there is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we really do appreciate you. I know we say that a lot, but you know we can't do what we do in the manner that we do it apart from your support. So thank you. And, and I don't just mean the financial support. Many of you guys pray. Many of you guys write cards or you send notes that are very encouraging. Some of you uh, send notes that are very challenging and that's good too. Uh, I like, I like that. That causes us to grow, right? I mean, yeah, that's why God put us together so that we can sharpen one another. Okay. I've got two quick videos and we're going to bring Kate on, uh, to talk about some issues. Uh, the first one is from Dr. Ryan Cole. And I, you know, some people all through this thing where the shots have been rolled out, uh, people said, well, you know, I've had the shots. I haven't had any problem. And some of them have have not had several and not had a problem, like early on especially. And um, Dr. Cole kind of addressed this in a brief response here. Take a listen to what he had to say. Where a lot of people dodged a bullet and a potential harm is when people lined up in stadiums or outside and had these vaccination clinics, these vials weren't kept cold, and those fats turned into a glob of mush and the RNA broke down into nothing. So you got a shot of mush, which you're lucky, very lucky, because it wasn't kept cold. And so the other thing too is each vial from different lots is not the same concentration. When you stir lipid nanoparticles, polyethylene glycol and mRNA sequences, you can't agitate it quickly. But when that happens, the lipids kind of float to the top. Now you have thousands of vials going across an assembly line you know, you know, spitting out the content. And the first couple thousand vials get a very dilute solution. You're not getting a lot of dose of mRNA or, or lipid. But then at the end of that batch, now you have some very concentrated lipid and mRNA. So in each manufacturing run of this very poor manufacturing process, which has lots of debris and lots of vials and all these heebie-jeebies and creepy things, are mostly manufacturing debris. 
And that's, again, what some of the mass spec we've looked at has shown. You know, it's from stainless steel vats, it's from aluminum seals, it's from gaskets, et cetera, it's from crushed glass. A good manufacturing process in a drug development um, process takes years, like five, six, seven, eight, nine years until you have a product pure enough that you can repeat every single time that it comes off the line that it's the same thing. You saw in that early European medicine agency last year, 50% pure. It's supposed to be a 99 plus percent pure product. That tells you everything you need to know right there. As a pathologist, having looked at a lot of these, the more we look at, it's bad manufacturing. But a lot of people are lucky because of that. Well, they weren't lucky in God's providence. They didn't get it. But you understand how that works, right? You make up a batch of something and you start to let it out. And the first bit of it, if you've stirred it up or whatever, the first bit of it isn't as potent as the last. In fact, when you get down to the last, especially if you take your time between it, that stuff kind of settles. And so the more heavier concentration comes more at the end and it's more balanced in the middle somewhere. That's kind of what he's saying. So, you know, for those of you who are saying, well, it's not a thing, you don't know this, that, and the other, there's an understanding of how all this stuff works anyway. Uh, so I just wanted to play that because I know some people have had some questions and they brought it up here. We've had some people come in the chat um, and they're not regulars. So I don't know if the shot has eventually took them out or their booster or whatever it may have, but they've come in and said, hey, I'm older and I've taken two shots and I feel just fine. And it's been several months. So there are explanations for why these things aren't doing it, but there's but there's a clear link between the people who are being injured and the people who are dying and what's going on here. Told my kids the other day, I have never in my life seen so many young people. And when I say young people, I'm talking about teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. I still think I'm young in, at 53, but <laughs> I, I've never seen so many people in those age ranges dying, especially because what you see usually in the news is somebody who's some kind of celebrity status, right? And those are a small number of people of the people on the earth. And now, you know, it used to be when you got a celebrity die, usually they used to come one at a time or in threes, like in, within a week or something like that, you'd see it. And that was rare that you would see it. Now you're seeing two or three a day in the news. Died suddenly. And, and don't forget this. These people who are getting these cancers and stuff, don't, write, don't necessarily write them off. And again, I'm not saying everybody that dies suddenly, it has to do with a shot. I'm not saying that. But you can't deny there's a correlation from this going on over the past two years to what's happening to these people. You can't deny the correlation. And for people to sit there and scratch their head going, what's going on? Have you not been paying attention? That's exactly what's going on. This is the last one we'll play today. This is um, the criminal himself, Nazi Fauci. This is from 1999. Take a listen to what he tells you here. Scientists are beginning to believe that a vaccine against AIDS may be impossible to make and too dangerous to test. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to... Of 500 people, and then a year goes by and everything's fine. I say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? If you vaccinate someone, yeah, what have you and done? they make an antibody response, and then they get exposed and infected, 
does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. Listen to that. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. Mm. It was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. One of the HIV vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. Interesting. Interesting. Now he goes from 1999 saying, you know, saying one thing. Now he's at 2020 and he says, we, we don't need to test it on a little bit of people. Just dump it out there to everybody. They don't even know what's going on. And then we'll see what happens with this. This is, <clears throat> it's criminal. Why this guy has not been captured and strung up by the neck. He's he's hanging himself with his own words. He really is. He's hanging himself with his own words. Anyway, this is our health and wellness show on Saturday, Sons of Liberty. And with us, as always, is nurse and nutritionist Kate Shimrani. And uh, Kate, I, I got a question. Good morning to you, by the way. And I want to know, what do you make out of what's going on there with uh, Fauci? It's so ridiculous and it's so preposterous and we're all watching this and everyone's going, this is terrible. You know, he's saying one thing, he's saying the next, it's lies. He's telling everyone you still need to get, get the shot, get the shot. And it's, I always say Hollywood, you know, politics is Hollywood for ugly people. And uh, it's so bizarre. It's like Joe Biden. It's so obvious. Why, why is no one doing anything about it? Why are they leaving him doing this? And uh, it, it's like a, the only thing I can, I can think of is it's like a test. It's like a test. And, uh, and every, a lot of people are failing it. I mean, why would you listen to him? Why would you actually listen to him? Everyone's, you know, in the UK now, we've got all this, um, these children getting sick. And of course, the strep A, it's a, it's a side effect of the flu shot they've all just had up their noses and um people are people are saying oh why are they getting this and it's so there and i said you know we've seen all the old people in the nursing homes the doctors have done the rounds because they make money and they've given them flu shot covid booster pneumonia shot and shingle shot these people are all really old with lots of comorbidities they're already sick um they're, they're making them more sick and they're giving them all these shots. Now we've been told, oh, flu is going to be the worst it ever was. We've got, you know, the hospitals are going to be overrun with it. Flu went on its holidays in 2020 for the first time in my nursing career. It disappeared. But now it's suddenly back. We need, a, we need an injection for intelligence and common sense. That's what we need. We need an injection of the good Lord. That's what we need. Amen. That's uh, right. Because it's right there. It's right there. Why they can't see it, I don't know. But um, just digressing slightly, a couple of strange things have happened. Uh, we we got into a little bit of a, a discussion with a lady on the forest who was very angry, walking her dog, a big dog, and she threatened to set her big dog on my rat-sized dogs. And um, But all of that aside, what was interesting was all of a sudden she started swearing at me 
And then I said, why are you talking like that? And the next thing that came out of her mouth was very, very odd. She said, I don't know you. I don't care about you. You're nothing to me. And I thought, what a weird, strange thing to say. It's just so weird, so bizarre. And of course, I believe that one of the things in the in the shot destroys your empathy. Is that correct? I think it is. And I thought that was such a weird thing for someone to just come out with. Well, haven't we I heard mean, that people's people have noticed uh, people's personality changing after the shot? Yeah. Some of these people. And, and yeah, and then yesterday, I'm always one for an opportunity. I was out uh, shopping. Actually, I'm going to admit the only way I can get my head around Christmas Christmas shopping these days, I'm not enjoying it in Brighton, was I had my earphones in the entire time listening to Derek Prince and listening about how to pray, spiritual warfare. Wonderful. I listened to him uh, on a three and hour 15 car journey last week from Leicester that turned into seven hours because of the snow and the fog. Um, I listened constantly, but um, I was in a, another store and the lady was sitting at the checkout with a mask on, with the name of the store on the mask. It was dirty and she was constantly moving the stuff through the checkout, then touching the money, then touching a mask, touching the checkout, touching a mask, pulling it up, pulling it up. So I couldn't help myself. So when I got level with her, I explained that, you know, there's peer-reviewed studies that within 10 minutes of wearing this dirty cloth over her nose, it will be full of the bacteria that causes pneumonia. And she said, oh, I won't get pneumonia because I've had my vaccine, just had my pneumonia <laughs> vaccine. Wow. And I said, it doesn't stop you. Wait a minute. You have a pneumonia vaccine now? Yeah, that's what they've just given all the elderly. Pneumonia, shingles, oh, COVID and flu. Four vaccines. Wow. And every single one of those vaccines, the doctor our general practitioner, that those patients is registered with gets money for it from the government. But he buys or she buys the vaccines in bulk at a knockdown price and then puts the invoice in for how many they've done. All our general practitioner surgeries are run on a profit-making business. Yes, folks, you are now witnessing the National Harm Service. And uh, when you go into the hospitals, you then get... Um, a doll slapped on you, you can't leave because you're sick and you can't look after yourself. They say, no, you can't go home, especially if you own property. And then they ship you out to one of uh, a nursing home that's 93% uh, are owned by two companies whose accounts are offshore in the Cayman Islands. And then they can draw down to the last 100K of your estate. And then when you die, it's not like checking out of a hotel room when you check out your bill is ended. When you die, your bill continues until the next person is in that bed behind you. Uh, so the, the families are getting big bills. I mean, this just is so criminal, so criminal. And, um, you know, they're literally taxing the de the, the, the dying. Oh, yeah, they, sure they, they do. It is beyond it. Not taxing the rich. This is Jeremy Hunt. Um, so... You know, I want to I want to talk about actually what is now pinging up. Now, all of your viewers um, know about beautiful, beautiful Grace, 19 years old, um, was advised to go into hospital following America's frontline doctors, I believe. I'm not sure I would have followed that advice. And uh, when she arrived in the hospital, she was put on a sedative. Then she was given lorazepam and morphine. 
and she died very quickly. Yeah, Kate, uh, let's I, let's make sure the audience knows who we're talking about. This is uh, this is Scott Shara's uh, daughter, Grace. We had Scott on three or four times. One with uh, Vera, uh, who was a Holocaust man. survivor. Yeah, great guy. I think he's got his head on straight. His eyes are wide open to what's going on. And he a wants, good Christian man. Yeah, and he want he does. He wants the repentance is for people to stop doing what they're doing here to put a stop to this stuff. Um, and I I said, well, I want that too. But I want justice, too, because the this is what the Lord demands. And if these people are truly repentant, that's one thing. But I said to, for them to come on, I said justice has to be brought to them. So I wanted people to understand the, the grace that you were speaking of there. So I, I've spoken a lot to him and we are doing an interview and we're doing it very different to the other 250, I think, interviews he's done. Um, a lot of Stuart's research, Stuart Wilkie, ex-Olympian, um, we're now using because um, it's very sinister what's going on. And Grace had Down syndrome. And he told me that when um, he gave his wife, gave, I spoke to both of them. Incidentally, you know, um, their their son as well took his own life. And um, you, you, they've just got the one daughter. I mean, how uh, God never gives us more than we can handle. But I wonder who could still walk with that on their shoulders, like um, Scott and his wife has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two of the, you know, burying two of their children. So, um, what's interesting about Grace is when we look through um, history, um, when Grace was born, um, they knew straight away by looking at her that she was Downs. And several hours later, the doctors came in and said, she does have Downs. Do you still want to keep her? I mean, what a bizarre thing to say, but this is what happens. And um, a lot of Down syndrome um, children either are aborted when they do the nuchal fold scan. You, they look at the back of the neck and there's a little, at the nuchal fold, you'll see a little bit of fluid collecting and then they're, they can then be offered termination. I think that's done at about uh, maybe eight to 10 weeks. I think maybe later than 10, around about 10, 12 weeks, actually. It's done a bit later. And they do the chorionic villi sampling at eight weeks. And then these patients can then be offered um, amniocentesis, where they put a needle through the abdomen. And that carries, a, I believe, a one in 100 chance of miscarriage after you've had it. I mean, for me, that was not an option. I wasn't going to do it anyway. Um and I, I have other friends who had no test. They just said, well, I wouldn't have bought, so that's that. But it's it's um, it's interesting with what's happening now. So if you look, um, the devil is in the detail. If you look what's happening all over in America and in the UK, they're trying to, they've already bought it in America and they're trying to bring it in the UK, that you can have a termination right up to the day that the baby is born. In some states in America, you can now have after your baby is born, um, that child can be left to perish. Shocking. Um um, what's interesting is through, in times of austerity, um, euthanasia has been practiced. It was practiced in the Great Depression in America. It was also practiced back here in the 1700s. And then if you look at what happened in uh, the Third Reich in Nazi Germany after the rise of Hitler, we know that the elderly and the disabled were guillotined way before they moved on to anyone else. And there was actually um, many of the Catholic uh, nuns and priests wouldn't give up these disabled um, children and adults. And they also faced the same fate. But many of them would. Many of them agreed with what was going on. Um, there was a priest. I can't remember his. Actually, I can remember because Stuart's just sent me his name. Um, he was. Uh, and by the way, Stuart, 
Give me a call. We got to get you on the yeah. air, bro. <laughs> uh, he's incredible researcher, an incredible man, and um, who's both his parents died of the same fate with the old morphine and midazolam within six days of one another. But what's interesting is um, when when you when you go back through through history. So this particular priest was um, against it, and Goebbels was brought up a Catholic. So he didn't want this priest to be executed, so they beatified this priest. He felt that it would make the German soldiers morale dip. And he said, we've got to, this German priest said, we've got to stop killing our own people. So obviously they're trying to do, this is fourth generation warfare. So what we're being told constantly now is assisted dying, assisted dying. It's just another name for euthanasia. That's exactly what it is. Or murder. Another Absolutely. And in this country, in United Kingdom, um, just last week, they announced in the press that they're going to be gene mapping 100,000 babies. No mention whether they would get consent from the parents. And we know that genomics, Matt Hancock is the main shareholder of Genomics England Limited. And he stated in 2019 at the World Economic Forum interview that he would indeed be gene mapping 10 million Brits. Now, when we talk about... Um, gene mapping they lead you to believe that most of your dna is junk rubbish it's it's certainly not they're you know they're talking nonsense and they also lead you to believe that that's it you know it carries on well genes can be upregulated or downregulated and what has the biggest impact on them is our emotions and our nutrition our fluid our environment and um these genes then get you know get expressed we don't want them to so now they're talking about this um gene mapping of all these new babies so non-invasive prenatal testing in china this is on pubmed i think i sent it to you tim but if i didn't i will future detection of rare genetic diseases non-invasive prenatal testing in china so this was done and now what's happening is Chinese CRISPR experiment, C-R-I-S-P-R, we've mentioned that before, which is about gene editing. You can go on and look at CRISPR's website. They're talking about gene editing. And this is all part of what's going on now. Chinese CRISPR experiment may increase twins' risk of early death, study finds. Now, it was later found that, um, you know, this all of the... Uh, all of the results were fudged. What a surprise. Bastardized science yet again. Um, uh, another article here from nature.com. Discovery of 42 genome-wide significant loci associated with dyslexia. So they're trying to say that dyslexia is, is genetic. So that's going to be on your genome list. So are they going to start aborting babies that are dyslexic or are they going to be testing these babies and then they're going to be, um, you know, left to perish or the parents. I believe it's something a little bit more sinister. This is my personal opinion, having read a lot of this. I believe they're going to go, oh, well, we've got a, we've got an injection for that. Let us inject your baby. Because remember, this is a depopulation agenda. This is Satan's agenda. He wants you to offer up your child to Moloch. Because you've got 10 billion miles of DNA in one genome sequence, a double helix strand, 93% function of your DNA is light and sound transmission and reception. You can take out a gene, you can put one in, you can translocate, you completely change who you are from the creator. So 
Satan's time's coming for an end and he wants to take souls with him. So if you're going to give your baby up to have their genes altered, mRNA, um, which is what CRISPR's doing, um, DNA editing, this is horrific. So dyslexia. Can I, I ask you something? Can I interject something and just ask you a question about that? I, I came across, look, I, my kids have this stuff to where they can do this thing on their phone and they can like, you know, take your video of your face, like in real time, you know, it'll put a beard on you or it'll do something weird to your eyeballs or any of that kind of stuff. Now, I, I got to say, I watched this video. It was of this little baby. You probably saw it. And it looked like the baby, except for its lips around its eye. Did you see that? I did. And it looks like it's, it's made out of clay and it's like it's cracked. The skin's cracked and all that. And then it dies. And there's a part of me that wants to say, okay, it's surely we got more than just this video if this is going on. I don't know if it's genuine. I don't know if it's faked. But do you see that this is where maybe some of this stuff is going and that in the process, do you think any of that, of what we saw in that little video? I wish I had the little video here to show people. Well, what do you I'm think that's real or do you think somebody has tampered with that? I don't know. I always, I always um, don't share unless I was there. That's my motto. Don't share unless I was there because there's a lot of uh, information going around. Sure. So I don't know. But what I do know is, is what I've learned in my nursing career and also by reading some of these studies. And remember that they're trying to, to recreate what, what, what has already been made perfect. And we, we do know and I'm always going to finish on a good note. I'm never going to leave you with the miserable chops for the weekend. Um, but but what they're trying to do is they're trying to manipulate the Lord's creation. And what we do know is when they've done it, those those like Dolly the sheep, she died. You know, when you start cloning, it doesn't work. And what you do in a Petri dish, when they do it in a Petri dish, um, you know, this it's got it's got the ability to change your DNA doesn't mean that it's going to do it once it gets in your body. Because as I always say, you can take a Gatling gun to 100 people and fire masses of rounds of bullets. Somebody will survive. It's just one of those things. And once the, the body knows how to do it, it does it. So this is quite interesting. When we talk about genomics, we're actually talking about eugenics. And in this country alone, we did have a eugenics policy. And I'll go back and talk about it. But listen, to we this. did, too. The, the Americans yeah. had them, too. Yeah. Yeah. So 100,000 genomes pilot on rare disease diagnosis in healthcare. That's on the New England um, Journal of Medicine. Um, genomics. So the UK 100,000 Genomes Project is a process of investigating the role of genome sequencing in patients with undiagnosed rare diseases after usual care and the alignment of this research with healthcare implementation. Now, I don't believe that they're going to do that. I believe that they're going to one identify uh, children with it or parents they're going to say you carry these children you can't have any more children because remember we had a policy where um that we they were called the feeble-minded and it said let the feeble-minded breed and it will cost us we'll pay so they weren't allowed to breed and this was in the early um this was uh, well i'll get i'll give the exact date actually and why do life scientists fraternities labs with um 
you know, where they're using animals. So they call, they call it genomics, but it's actually eugenics. And that's what I think, you know, give us your children and we'll inject them with this and we'll alter their DNA. Um, so that they, uh, they don't have that gene anymore. Well, that's nonsense because. Um, you can pull it up on your screen, actually, Tim, which I'm going to go into in a minute, inpp.org.uk. And um, I'm going to talk briefly in a minute about this. So so what is epigenetics? You know, they're talking about they're opening all these these places in London for it. Epigenetics. Bruce Lipton talked about this. You know, what affects what affects the. Um, uh, the telomeres on the end of your DNA more than your food and water is your emotions. And remember, the devil likes to come, steal, lie, cheat, kill. And he uses prejudice and fear. And this is where we need our full armor of God. Um, so I, I actually believe that all this is is coming right back. Now, let's just so they're saying that dyslexia is genetic. That's what they're saying. And if you go on to what Canada have said, 3% of their population um, are being um, assisted dying euthanized. And they've included in there ADHD, ADD, autism. They've included um, prolonged grief, dementia, Parkinson's. So, you know, ADHD, autism, are they going to start saying dyslexia because they're saying it's genetic? Um, and it's it's not. It's not a, a disability. So let's just look at who some famous people that were dyslexic. Selma Hayek, Kira Knightley, Tom Cruise, um, Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawkins, Leonardo da Vinci, Pablo Picasso, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Richard Branson, Steve Jobs. So you see, um, they were dyslexic. So are we now saying that if you've got a dyslexic child, what they wouldn't be identifying these these children if they weren't going to do something with it so this is your your genomics um i believe even um um muhammad ali was one so let's just go back to um what they're saying about this if you um inpp.org.uk when a baby is first born the, what you'll remember, ladies, is the doctor comes, gets your baby and sort of drops it backwards slightly. And your baby will do this. It's called the morrow reflex. And it disappears after a couple of days. You stroke the baby's underneath of the foot and it will grip your finger. That's the planter reflex. The child will not walk until that reflex is completely inhibited and gone. Um, the rooting reflex. If you stroke a baby's cheek, it will turn and open its mouth looking for the nipple. And then there's the, the spinal gallant reflex. If you stroke down a baby's spine, it will snake. If you stroke down the other side, it will snake the other way. You stroke down both sides and it's likely to spontaneously urinate. Now, um, on impp.org.uk, um, when I, it was pointed out to me that my son, they said, oh, you're, you know, he doesn't hop. I went, why does he need to hop? He's got two legs. He doesn't kick a ball. It, it, he doesn't want to. Why does he need to kick a ball? And, um, they said that my, my child had a processing delay. So he would come in after everybody else and, um, and he would shout out random words. This is the same son that got four A stars in his A levels. My, my big tall son and is at, uh, is at London School of Economics. So 
you know, he's a very, very bright young man. He got full marks and he's 11 plus, not even they're allowed to get 10 wrong and they still get full marks. He didn't even get that. He was so, so smart. And it was described to me as a computer with only 60% of the keys working. Um, it was all in there. He just had to get it out. So they, in this country, they statement these kids and the school gets more money if these kids are statemented. So the school per child gets money, gets more money if they're statemented. So all of these things, dyslexia, ADHD, autism, ADD, they're all statemented. Well, I wouldn't let them statement my child. And I just happened to have a chance meeting with a lady and she loaned me a book by Sally Goddard Blythe, Dr. Sally Goddard Blythe, called The Well-Balanced Child. I would absolutely uh, advise anyone with a child to get it. And it was like, I read it in a few days, it was like the penny dropping and I cried because everything I instinctively knew, and let me tell you, as a nurse, before any doctor knows anything's wrong with your child, that mother will know. When I went to work, when I had my first son, I went back to work when he was about five, six months old. I was still breastfeeding. I went at night, six till two in the morning. I used to express milk in the morning um, with this battery operated pump like a cow, and then put it in the freezer. And I was 15 miles away. And anyone that's breastfed knows you get this tingling sensation and all your milk comes forward just before your baby wakes up. You get so in tune with your child. So this would happen five to 10 minutes before my baby would wake up and he would wake. It was it was crazy. Amazing. I would be 15 miles away and my milk would come in. And then I I, I then rang my husband and uh and then about 10 minutes later, my child would wake up and we got to know this. So I would ring him and say, yep. he's going to wake up, everything ready. My was wife was so just like that. Yep. Amazing. So you see, if you ever want to know anything about a child, listen to the mother. The mother will know before any doctor when something is wrong. If that mother says, no, there's something, you're missing it. The mother will know. And I knew from when my son was young. Now, they had an adult dose of the TB vaccine when they were two days old when they were five and a half weeks early and he weighed um, five pounds, six, and my daughter weighed uh, four pounds, tiny. Um, my ignorance and I, trust me, that weighs very heavy on my heart. And um, so he then growled for three months. So he didn't speak. He wasn't speaking. He was two years old, never uttered a word. He had loads of speech therapy. Uh, his twin sister spoke for him. And then it turned out that she was virtually deaf in one ear and she was lip reading me when we went to get their ears tested at this big clinic in London privately. She kept, it was the doctor said, she's lip reading you. And she was, so I had to sit like this as I spoke and she would come around the table and move my hand <laughs> and watch my mouth. So this was a little, little tiny girl before she went to school. Hmm. So you see, so my son, I was given this book, The Well-Balanced Child, and I just knew. He couldn't get through a door without hitting the sides. He didn't walk till he was nearly two. And it was called Retained Reflexes. Retained Reflexes. And this is what this scoliosis is. It's a retained spinal gallant, one side or the other, or both. And they keep doing this every time something touches their back, their trousers, a label, their clothing, the chair. These children fidget all the time. They can't cross the midline when they're reading from, from left to right. So they tend to put their heads on the table and their legs out in the other direction. They draw pictures with big heads and little bodies. And here it all was, everything about my son. So for the next two, we took him to this place. And for the next two years, I did the movements with him. Blessing. That child swam for a swimming club. 
he would do 100 lengths in the village schools association he swam competitions he rode his bike first attempt got on his brother's bike and headed off down the promenade um so you know he played tennis he's now rowing um so so this is all um you know they were telling me that my child was dyspraxic and there was something wrong with him and 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 I wouldn't listen so this is you know in I think in you know they give these kids Ritalin not not so much here but definitely in America I think a, a third two-thirds of all children in care get Ritalin which was never tested on children and causes the brain to shrink yeah, so Kate Kate one of the things that we've got here and I I did get it in the chat uh and I think this is Jennifer, we'll see, but I gave out the number here, you know, that I'll open up sometimes. Jennifer has something that she wants to share with us, uh, something that you were talking about, about with the children and stuff and what she did. So uh, Jennifer, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. I assume this is Jennifer. Is that you? Yes, it is. Okay. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Kate. Good to hear I from apologize you. for oh, my phone accident. Um, ahead of time. Um, I'm sure Kate knows more about it than I do. It um, used to be 30 something years ago, when you were, before you were 24 weeks, before an appropriate age to abort, fetal age, um, doctors would draw blood from a mom, a mom and run a test called, called an alpha-fetoprotein level. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, and um, oddly enough, I was working in a unit at Spartanburg Regional Medical Center, and one of my friends had hers drawn two weeks ahead of me because she was due two weeks ahead of me. Hers came back over 5,000, and she got a letter saying hers was the highest recorded in the state of South Carolina for that year, and it was highly indicative that her child would not have functioning kidneys. Yeah. And she looked at me and kind of shrugged her shoulders. Mine came back at 2.2, and it said, your child will have Down syndrome, and the last two words of our letter was one sentence, her letter and mine, consider abortion. And my husband, in tears, he looked at me and he said, what are we going to do? I said, I guess we're going to have a child with Down syndrome. I said, other people Amen. do. Amen. That's right. This. That's right. And I said, if she's meant to have Down syndrome, I said, but what we're going to do is take it to the church and pray. And we did. And my mother-in-law did. And we prayed. And um, anyway... The child was born two months early. Um, she weighed six pounds, two ounces, and was 21 and a half inches long, eight weeks early. That's big. Anyway, he's, he's a big guy. I'm a little short, dumpy <laughs> lady. And, and um, he's like, he was like six foot four and weighed about 230. And um, <clears throat> anyway, it, they said she would have Down syndrome, and I told him what to look for in the simian crease across her hand. As soon as she was born, he would know. And he came running back over to the table that I was on. He said, she doesn't have it. And yeah, I said, well, that's good. She doesn't have Down syndrome. Yeah. Then. We're good. And then they tried to convince us because she, she was on the ventilator or in the NICU because she didn't have functional lungs. Um, and she... She was, I don't know, she, there was something odd about her. We knew that there was something, something wrong. Yeah, that, that's that um, mother's knowledge, that mother's feeling. Yeah, well, it turned out it was a ventricular septal defect. 
and that was it. I mean, how many kids were born? These days? My cousin had one. They didn't find it till he was 70, and he had it fixed in Charleston. So anyway, um, they told us when she was about two weeks into it and into the ventilator stuff, she, they said, uh, it's something far worse. And I said, oh, my goodness, what is it? And they said, she has congenital small eye, to which I rolled my eyes. I said, no, she doesn't. And they said, we need to go get her tested. Hmm. They took her in an ambulance over to a physician's office and on the ventilator and everything. One of my friends went with her. I did not go. She told me, she said, you do not need to go. I've done this before. You haven't. You go back to the chapel and pray, and we'll be back after a while. So anyway, she did not have congenital small eye either. Anyway, long story short, this baby that they wanted me to kill has a master's, is working on her master's degree. She completes it in the spring in museum studies from Johns Hopkins. Amen. Praise the Lord. And she's, um, how, how many she's children died? What did you say, Kate? How many children, parents listened to that and had their children aborted? Yeah. I know. That's what's so hideous about the whole thing. It just breaks my heart mm. that people would listen to medicine. And my father was a physician um, from, let's see, he graduated from medical school in 1954, something like that. Yeah, but, would your, but Jennifer, and, would your dad ever pose to people to, to murder their babies because their, their child might have a defect or, or something like that? He wouldn't do that, would he? At one point, really. At okay. one point, he he fell into the um, to the teachings, the liberal teachings in the college that you know this world was going to be a horrible place. He was going to take care of these children when their baby when their parents were gone. He was going to take care of the babies that were dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. The parents didn't want them, and I thought somebody would. <laughs> Certainly, somebody would, but. Anyway, um, my dad fell into the, he took the shot. He took one, and then three weeks later took the second one. He did okay. He took the booster. And I don't know what happened to him because my dad had an extensive medical history from the past 15 years. He fell and hit his head on the ice. And the blood on his brain uh, about 12 years ago masked the tumor that was sitting in his brain and we couldn't see it. It was between the size of a golf ball and a tennis ball and it adhered to his skull. So he had to have a titanium plate in when they finally found the tumor. And he had a, he had recently, when he was 87, he had open heart surgery, had a valve replaced. I mean, and, and then he had these shots and he started having TIAs just one after the other. And the last one he had was October, about October, mid-October, and he fell and hit his head, and he never recovered. He passed away two weeks later. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I am too. Because, but he did, he did change his stance on the whole abortion thing. He changed his stance oh, on his belief on creation, and and would even talk to my grandchildren, his great grandchildren, about it. Amen. So, 
But anyway. Well, Jennifer, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling and sharing that. Uh, You know, we have similar things. And uh, there goes Jennifer. Thank you so much for giving us a call. We appreciate it very much. Uh, There goes Jennifer. You know, we had we my wife and I were confronted our first four or five we had in the hospital. We went like everybody else does to the doctor and this, that and the other. And the further we went along, the more my wife and I were coming wise to they're just they're doing things where we feel like we're on the assembly line in there. Uh, It was taking her longer to recover. And then that's when we started going with home births and with dealing with the midwife, because you're you're not dealing with a medical issue. We we did a show on this. You're, uh, I think Nikita was on with that. This isn't a medical issue. This is a natural thing that the, the creator is given whereby we repopulate the earth. So mm-hmm. he knows exactly what he's doing there. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, they they came to us with a couple of our kids and they said, well, now, if we find this kind of thing going on, do, do you want to consider an abortion? And I looked at them like, are you out of your mind? You people can't even tell the weather as to whether it's going to be right. And you're going to tell me what my child is going to be like when it comes out. And if it does come out as Down syndrome, I'm going to love that child because it's mine. God gave it to me, yeah. that child. And, and Down, so- Down syndrome's baby it, children are always very, everyone I ever yeah. know has always said the same thing. They're very loving. And, you know, Grace just sounds amazing, mm. beautiful. Yeah, thank it you, is, Jennifer. Interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer. So, look, it was... In 1929, the National Archives in the UK, Sterilization Plans for Great Britain, the National Archives holds a paper entitled Sterilization of the Unfit, which was read by Lord Riddle before the Medico-Legal Secretary in April of 2000, uh, sorry, of 1929. This is in the UK, folks. Riddle strongly linked mental defectiveness and low intelligence to hereditary, raising concerns of the increase in their numbers in the population, claiming that unless we are careful, we shall be eaten out of house and home by lunatics and mental deficients. It may be that for the first time in the history of this country, the distribution of the population due to the phenomenal industrial developments of the last century has become such as to make intensive breeding of poor human stock possible on a relatively large scale. Yep, that was what Lord Riddle said. So the mental health and sterilization in the 1920s. In 1912, the Mental Deficiency Bill was brought before Parliament with an amendment that would prohibit the marriages between those deemed feeble-minded. So look, what is what is going to be deemed feeble-minded now? Assisted dying, it's really just cloaked euthanasia. Genomics is just cloaked eugenics. NG191, which was formerly NG163, it's cloaked murder because it's hastening a death. COVID-19 injections, cloaked depopulation possibly, or are they cloaked to make you sick so that you end up on NG191? I mean, this really is shocking. And I just, you know, in my, um, I think I I said to you, Tim, about um, a little piece of our history, uh, Peterloo, and what actually happened in the UK. It's very, very interesting. Um, And I've said this, are we heading for another Peterloo massacre? There was never an official parliamentary inquiry into the Peterloo massacre. It was a very, very dark day uh, in uh, August 16, 1819. And they call them um, yeomanry armed with sabres. They were actually the king's um, the king's guards, and they were sent with sabres into 
a crowd of 60,000 men, women and children. And the women were wearing their Sunday best and the children, they were wearing white dresses and they were cut down with sabres. There was blood and carnage everywhere against the white dresses. And it was um, a, um, it, it was a, a, a gathering to campaign for political reform. That's what they were out for, uh, women's rights and general political reform. And it was the king himself who ordered his 15th hussars to march in. 80,000 um, protesters supporting the radical reformist MP Henry Hunt. So it states that 15 civilians were killed. It was possibly more and over 500 were injured. Interestingly, of those that went and sought medical attention later, the doctors then grasped them up and they got arrested again. So, you know, the doctors and nurses aren't faring very well lately. Um, the securing of an official inquest had the potential to be a major victory for the opponents of Peterloo. If done thoroughly, it would investigate the conduct of both the magistrates and the cavalry that went in with their sabres. Um, but unfortunately, it it didn't happen. And ultimately, the inquest proceedings were declared illegal. Doesn't that sound like today with what's going on? Yep, it sounds just Peterloo, like it. But Peterloo's immediate effect was to cause the government to pass the six acts, which were aimed at suppressing any meetings for the purpose of radical reform. This is still the law now. And it was reinforced by Boris Johnson and Priti Patel. Very interesting. So we're in similar times and um, where, you know, we're seeing now the same thing through history. So are we going to be told that um, our neurodivergence, which is our autism, ADHD, ADD, dyslexia, are we going to be told that their life not worthy of life? Are we going to be told that they need to be rounded up um, and euthanized, put on end of life? Because it does say... I think it's in the uh, palliative care document that that we would indeed be leading the path. We would be leading the path as the UK and Australia's adopting and Canada's in there. So are we going to be then sterilizing these women? Are we going to be offering these children injections from CRISPR technology? Please do go on and read. Um, we're in very, uh, very dangerous times. We really are. And you know, there it, it does seem like history just continually repeats itself. So you've got Fauci in America. We've got, uh, you know, the equivalents here in, in UK. And when you see a, a politician who said that they were ready for the pandemic with syringe drivers, medazolam that was diverted from France that came with French literature, that nobody should have given and the patients were given five to seven times the dose 83 percent of those that went into the hospital in the first two years of this so-called pandemic didn't come out so we now know that um matt hancock was involved can, in that and can, yet can you can you hold that thought there a second let's close out the yeah, show yeah. i'll let you finish your just thought for a little on while because i've got to go for a walk before the sun goes no down. problem no problem kate's going to hang with us just a few minutes uh if you'd like to finish up the interview with uh, kate go to sonsoflibertymedia.com uh, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, or Before News, or any of these other outlets. Bradley, be with you at three. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God. We'll see you on Monday with Corey Hillis, 5G. Talk to you then.
All right, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And just to let you know, yes, we will have Corey Hillis back on. Did the interview with him yesterday. Going to focus the 5G and the EMFs on the issue of infertility, which we've talked a lot about, uh, Kate, here on the show regarding, you know, the shots that are given too. So we're going to have that on Monday. So uh, you guys look for that. Kate, go ahead and finish your thought and we'll get you out of here and on your trail real quickly. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it was snowing here. Um, I, saw, I, I saw, I saw. I yeah, saw your snow you know, picture. I, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say big hello to, to uh, Vicky, Victoria, up in Melton Mowbray. You all saw the pork pies last week. Um, yeah, I'm expecting one of those, time. Victoria. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I had such a nice time. I'm going to go up there again. A fabulous hotel. I took the dogs with me. Two engineers were in there from Canada who were working in Ukraine. Anyway, needless to say, one of them now watches my page. <laughs> He'll be watching this. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and they what they were saying was very different what goes on there. Actually, and the other Canadian, the older guy, um, it was great because we were right on track. We, we, we mentioned Benghazi. Um, mm, so these two guys were great. But, you know, you know, I was up there and Tim, you need to see this young woman's uh, she's young uh, and her son. Be- well, two sons, beautiful. Uh, Jordan, you know, I remember him as a as a little boy, two years old when I first met him. Here he is, this wonderful, wonderful young man, completely knowledgeable on everything, and an accountant. You know, just a, a, a you know went as an apprenticeship. Say, Doc bought his sports car. Just great kids. Eats really healthy. Gym. The two of them, great kids. But you know what? They all love whiskey. And uh, they have bottles that were like over a hundred pounds and they researched them all. And Jordan said his ultimate job would be being an accountant for a big whiskey company, uh, which is great. But they had all these whiskeys and they, they, you know, they don't have a lot. They have one measure and um, the log burner was on. And of course they, we, we put the Simpsons movie on, which is really telling you what's going off. And I even fell asleep in the chair Um but I had this wonderful weekend and then it took me over seven hours to drive back, freezing fog. And then the road was blocked with the snow. And we live in the beautiful south uh, where it doesn't normally snow, global warming and all that. But uh, yesterday, the chihuahua was up to his ears on the forest. My little <laughs> chihuahua. It wouldn't take much to do that, would it? <laughs> yeah. And look, fat Dave, he's on a blanket now on the table. I'm going to have to get him some music for when he comes in the shot. I'm yeah, to, Dave, I'm Dave, have to think yeah, about that. Dave does not, Dave does not like the snow. He's urinated up my curtains. I had to take <laughs> them down and wash it. He's urinated up the radiator. He's urinated up the wall in the utility room. That's why he's banned from every He room, needs a diaper here. or a oh, catheter or something. I don't oh know. my gosh. He needs the big cat chair in heaven. I'm only joking. <laughs> Dave's got his own fan base. Uh, he does. So, um, he does. The people now, love it. Oh, they, 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 if they could shout Dave, on the, in the chat, that's Dave, what they Oh, do. oh, 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 here we are. Look, Dave's actually managed to, uh, Dave, what do you say? He rolled over. <laughs> and we've got Gloria Gaynor upstairs now as well. I will survive. I've got a new one. Oh, the Pink She's Panther wonderful. music. Would that work? Yeah, that would work with Dave, especially when he's strutting across the, the, the middle of the screen there. Yeah, when he's strutting across the back of the sofa and then jet washing my curtain, he'll be jet, he'll be strutting right out the cat flap on the end of my toe. I'm joking. We love Dave. Um, so um, you know, it, it, the snow was was it's really cold. I think it was minus six last night. I just put another chihuahua on the bed and I kept quite warm. Um, but it's um, 
you know, it was such a nice, it was such a, such a nice weekend to catch up and you really must do that. But look, I want to finish on a good note because as you know, you are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's sales and no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet and no amount of pharmaceutical drugs. And Victoria's the one you saw on the picture with the big Russian gun. She's lost 20 pounds. That's 20 bags of sugar. She's lost 20 pounds doing a program. And, um, and she's still having her scotch. She told me uh, her whiskey, one, one, I think she said five days a week, she has one measure with her peppermint tea, her glass of water in the evening. And she said, it's, uh, what did she say? No carbs, only 60 something calories, no sugar. And she said it was the single malt. So she's buying the, you know, the real, I'm going to send you some of the um, whiskey. She, they don't half know their whiskeys. So um <laughs> Anyway, you are what you eat. So I love books. It's my my weakness. And uh, one of my books just arrived. And I love it because it's another Christian man, Tim. Can you see that? I can see it. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, I love this. Dr. Ulrich Williams was a GP and former Wagonew, at former Wagonew Hospital. He was a surgeon. And he practiced from 1918 to 1968. He was six foot two, reserved, good looking. Oh, I debate that. Uh, <laughs> said he was good looking, um, not my type. And a very good athlete. He had ex- an exceptional mind and a trained, trained as a doctor in the UK at Cambridge and Edinburgh universities. So the Russell Group universities, the top ones. Up until 1932, Dr. Williams had the reputation of being a playboy doctor, more interested in sports, golf, women and booze, that's alcohol, than his patients. He would, as one golfing friend put it, rush them through his surgery, filling them up with sedatives and drugs just as quickly as he could so that he might have more time for his pleasures. Sounds about right. One night after Dr. Williams had pushed through his last patient for the day and was alone in his surgery, he heard a clear voice speak to him and say, are you not ashamed of yourself? That's the Holy Spirit. He believed his voice to be from God and it became a turning point in his professional career. He stopped his playboy lifestyle, turned his life over to God and rejected what he saw as the hypocrisy of the system. And began Amen. That's repentance right there. Yeah. Began adopt. This is what happened to me when I got cancer. Same thing. And began adopting natural healing methods. He became dissatisfied with surgery as a means of healing. He saw the human body as a marvelous creation and surgery seemed like mutilating it. That's exactly what happened to me. I mutilated my body by having my breast cut off, only to find later that it made no difference to my survival yep. at all. Three peer-reviewed studies and then the consultant said. So... His method of healing disease eventually became totally different from that of orthodox doctors. In fact, he said, I never became a real doctor until I forgot 95% of what I was taught at Edinburgh, his UK medical school. During the 1940s, he opened four health homes in the Wanganai area and healed chronically ill cancer, arthritis, TB and heart disease patients who came to him from all over New Zealand. He sent virtually every one of them home, either completely healed or greatly improved. He used no drugs or surgery. His healing method was to discover what they were doing wrong, eating, thinking or lifestyle habits. Remember, 
what you think and what you speak becomes your reality. Um, and then show them how to correct it. Results were extraordinary. Almost everyone went home Ill, healed, even the terminally ill cancer patients. In one of his letters, he writes, this is the 43rd case of cancer that has responded to our treatment. He became very well known and wrote articles for the listener. He would often say, you don't have to do anything to get better. All you need is to stop doing what's wrong and making yourself sick. So this is my latest book. I'm reading hundreds of books all at the same time. And the reason I got this was because of our website, British Nursing Lights, that I really struggled to content, but it's coming together. I pray on it. And I love the I love the stuff in this, the quotes of how, because it resonated with me. Incidentally, I looked this way because you nearly saw a scrap. In came Floyd. Do you see him? He's a monster. I this see is him my right there. Floyd. Now he's looking, wondering whether he can start biting the... He's chewed through wires. The cat's... <laughs> <laughs> he chewed, chewed through my uh, juicer wire. Anyway, he just came in. Poor old Dave was sleeping, minding his own business. And he bit Dave on the back. Well, nice. Just had a good bite. Yeah, oh, he's a, yeah he, you know what he does? Now he's going to go over the sofa now and start on Lulu. Yep. He, he's Troublemaker. He's a, yeah, he is. <laughs> I put it down to because he's he's got PTSD, he's trauma, traumatized because of his. Uh, well, now his, this leads this leads to something that I I you know I was going to share with the audience a little bit because uh, you were excited that this is done now, uh, but uh, you were talking about the doctor said I didn't become a doctor until I unlearned ninety five percent of the stuff I learned. Well me too. I agree with that. Didn't become a nurse till I, I learned what I learned. Our oldest uh, just graduated a few days ago from the University of Miami. So uh congratulations, Dory. And uh this is her there oh, in her graduation ceremony. Now I don't think that's some kind of Luciferian hand thing. I think it's the U for the University of Miami. That's their big symbol is the U. But uh she graduated cum laude and I told her Kate, I said I said, get with Kate. And join I, us. Yeah, Kate, Kate, she's she said, I've got to get all this stuff out of the way that that first because I've got so many hours. I'm trying to cram it in. Uh this is her doctorate, by the way. She's completed all that. She loves to learn. She said, I'd just soon be a professional student. And I said, honey, you have to use that knowledge somewhere. You can't just it, you it's it's like water that doesn't move. It it gets stagnant, right? So if you take in the information, uh, you become like somebody who eats a lot of food and doesn't <laughs> eliminate yeah that, the waste right absolutely sorry the cats he's now chewing all my christmas cards that are on the window <laughs> nice they're all down the back of the he's just knocked over four of them chewed all four i think you need one of those things now you give him a little zap and and uh it straightens him out and say don't do that oh he's he i i, I don't even look at him sometimes you know he's uh he's the boss he sits the other side of the glass door and now glory is upstairs he wants to get up there i heard a whole big shebang recently i went up there there was a whole cat all over the carpet fur everywhere and uh, he came back downstairs glorious from central london she sorted him out but anyway congratulations tory uh wonderful 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 and um this is you know this is yeah we're uh, hoping to bring we're hoping her and her husband are going to move up this way I think they were looking somewhere in the Spartanburg area and uh, and do some things here, be a little closer to home. And I think yeah. all the sisters and, got together. And at be thanks this. Yeah, well, they got together at Thanksgiving and they said, um, we need to plan for 2023, all of us, the three who are married, to to be pregnant again. I'm like, well, Denise and Woo! I were just thrilled about That's that. Whole, yeah. yeah. And you got your Christmas card, didn't you, Tim? I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> it took so long because our postal <laughs> service are on strike. Always on strike. Nice. 
Uh, incidentally, the nurses went on strike, which is, I, I just want to say this, because now you're talking about Tory, because I'm sure she would never do this. Our nurses are on strike and their unions are leading them down the path of despair because they're asking for 19.2 percent. There isn't there isn't the money in the pot. You, you know, you need to do a bit of economics here. They are standing outside. They were standing outside a hospital. So in your hospitals, you've got people that are dying, people that are having children, difficulty having babies. You've got premature babies. You've got people in, uh, that have had cancer treatment surgeries all in there. It should be calm. And you've got all these nurses outside the hospital blowing whistles and you've got the people driving, tooting the horn in support. Never would I believe that you would have a picket line making a noise outside a place which is supposed to be caring. And it's a vocation. It's a vocation. And actually, they've been completely sold out because um, one of the the guys, uh, it will come to me in a minute, his name, um, said that they weren't who is um he's a peer he didn't even get voted in it's because his uh dad was in said they're not worth any extra money because they've got a job for life now they know they haven't got a job for life because they're replacing them with ai so i actually did a video uh on on the page uh we were just doing a bit of filming with dr neil mccray um so i did a quick video on it the day they were striking it's a vocation and it's wrong but we are you know this is uh, my my video is up of my interview with Dr. Bob Gill, who looked, he said it was a very difficult interview. And I was only asked to do that with I think 10 minutes to spare. That was Wes. Can you do it? And uh, he wrote the great NHS heist. You need to go watch it. So now, uh, you know, it's really not a place you want to go because they're doing algorithmic and they clash you as elderly. If you're, uh, you know, I think 50 and up, we know about Grace was young. So you don't want to be getting to the point where you need something cut off, cut open, you should be heading off disease beforehand. And, you know, Dr. Max Gerson, Dr. Williams, Professor Eric, they all said the same thing. Um, they all used lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. And if you were diseased to limit your animal protein, once you were diseased and their, their methods were tried and tested. And so, you know, this is why when people say when they are diseased and they're eating loads and loads of animal protein, that pushes down your T lymphocytes. Uh, and that's why these patients that, you know, did like the um, Atkins diet long term. Yes, initially their symptoms abated, but later symptoms came back and far worse. So if you're already diseased, that's where you have to lay off that stuff to recover. Um, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't eat half a cow on your plate. No one's, you know, people say, oh, somebody said to me, uh, a guy I was dating, oh, you you want everyone on a, a um plant-based diet no I don't it's not about that it's it's the same as with with brain tumors it's completely different the diet you put them on because you can't inflame the brain because it's in an enclosed cavity but certainly don't wait till you're at that stage we live in a very toxic world uh, but the first thing you can do to really start to heal yourself is um, stop watching your tv it's toxic stop looking in the newspapers they're toxic it's all pantomime and theater and um, health does not come on the end of a syringe that you breach the integrity of, of your skin. You know, we have our innate immune system. So that poor woman uh, in the supermarket yesterday, she said, well, I'm wearing my mask and getting, she was getting, you know, I'm protected from pneumonia because I've had my pneumonia shot or why are you wearing your mask? But um, she was doing that to protect her grandson. She told me, 
isn't that sad that these people and i said oh yeah yeah the, the, well you know it's a, the sad part is that they have been deceived and so they in turn go and deceive others i mean that's just how that's how that kind of rolls we we gotta I, i'm gonna say this is a dad joke it's a really good one and and jennifer i don't this is a different jennifer I don't know if you meant this as a pun or you chose your words very carefully, but it's very clever because she's talking about your cats chewing the cords. She said, my cat won't stop eating my electric cords. So I grounded him until he <laughs> until he conducts himself properly. Jennifer, you get the uh, ugly Christmas sweater for that one. That was brilliant. Oh my that goodness. was absolutely brilliant. Dave, Dave blew two blenders up. He peed up my blenders. I mean... I, as soon as I got, as soon as I got the Berkey, he peed up that. He he um, he doesn't discriminate. He peed up all my kids' school bags. Anybody comes in my house, I have to move everything. I don't leave it there. He'll pee up it. And uh, look, Mister Raphael, waiting to get out in the in the snow. It's yeah. a bit cold, and he's he's had his coat on. And and incidentally, <laughs> Nelly, oh my gosh, this cat is definitely Mexican. She's actually under that blanket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nelly, she gets herself, she gets her head under and she goes round and round and round in a circle to get the blanket on top of her. Um, but once they're out, they're okay. So I'm going to take these guys out. Okay. And and it looks like we're doing a Christmas. Are we doing a Christmas day yeah, we'll, show? We'll again? be on. We'll be on. We'll be on on Saturday. Uh, Saturday is not the Christmas, is it? It's the day before, I think. Anyway. Yeah, it's the the next day. So next um, day. yeah, I and I have I have planned. My plan is to try to put together at least some kind of a. A little music or something, um, put it together on Sunday, upload it maybe for an hour or something like that. So I'm not having to sit here with it and everything. But uh, you guys look for that. It won't be on the Rumble channel. That's just for radio. So all of the other channels, if you're not, you know, maybe what I'll do, because we need to do some things on the other channels to build them up. I may, may pick one channel and put it on just on that, just some music um, and some scenery if you want to play that while you're with your family and things if you're even if you're doing that or whatever um but those that really look to the incarnation look i get it jesus wasn't born on december 25th i'm not a dummy i know that winter solstice i understand all that stuff i <laughs> get it in the church i get it and, yeah and i'm not sitting here trying to promote that but there's nothing wrong with taking the opportunity where everybody's talking about that and it's kind of it's in the head but it's not in their heart kind of deal and that's one of the things that frustrates me with some of it it's it's an opportunity for us to really point to what it why are these people even having this discussion about this guy who was here two thousand years ago? What is so important about that? Why was it I was going to play this morning um <clears throat> a strange way to save the world for those of you who haven't heard that maybe we'll maybe we'll just close out maybe I'll have to pull it up again and we'll close out with that with that song, but you know. The world has its way of saviors. Look at how they've looked at Donald Trump here uh, in the States or other people who, you know, come into positions of authority. Uh, they look at them as their saviors and they look at how they are going to save them in a certain way. And yet God chose the foolishness things of the the foolish things of the world. Right. I mean, he chose to send his son in a stable, put him in a trough where, where, where animals eat out of. He chose to send his son through a, a virgin who had not known a man. He chose to let a man who was a, a carpenter, you know, be a parental figure in, in his son's life. Uh, he chose 
to go through a simple process by which it would lead to his son uh, being murdered on a cross between thieves and in order to save the world. I mean, literally to save the world. And so it's completely unlike Marvel puts it out to us, DC Comics puts it out to us, or even our own political system. Uh, God chose a different way to do that. Again, he, he uses the foolish things of the, of the world to confound the wise, to confound the wise. And we, we praise him for that. Kate, you got a final thought before we uh, let you go. And I'm going to pull I this have. up and we'll I'm close up with that. I'm going to share something with you. I just want to share something with you. A lady contacted me and she said, um, she said, uh, she said, um, she's got a little child. She said, I've been giving him chesty cough mix from the homeopath and I've rubbed oregano oil on his neck. Is there anything else you can recommend? Her child was really unwell. And obviously I said, always go and see your doctor. If these, if these symptoms arise, always seek emergency. So I went through all that with her. But I then told her uh, to put uh, little bits of garlic. This is the cloud hoodie uh, from the track. Wrapped in gauze in some socks and put them on him at night. And also make the onion and the honey, onion and honey in the water. Let it sit for 24 hours. Then tip the... Uh, take the onion out, sorry, and then give the water uh, a teaspoon four times a day. And she said, this was wonderful. She said, I hope you're okay. The garlic and onion in his socks has worked to treat. He didn't cough once last night. She said, I, I couldn't get him to take the syrup, but he smells like an onion bargy now. And it's amazing that his coughing has stopped. I've noticed that his urine smells like onions and garlic too. Will this be flushing his system? She said, wow, God, he gave us everything we really needed. But those little evil, and she said a funny word, had to mess with it just so they could make money. Thank you so much for your advice. I'm amazed by the results. Have a lovely day. You know, when I get things like that, that makes it all worth it, even getting jailed for 32 hours. Amen. Amen. And, and you have, you have. We watched as uh, as you've grown your knowledge and in your faith. And we've seen you take the brunt of that persecution. You continue to take that. And I think it's a testimony to what God's done in your life. So we, we praise God for you, Kate. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, close out with um, uh, that song. And I'm just going to close out the show with that. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Again, get with the people of God and, um, you know, read the word of God. Oh, wait, Kate's got something else she wants to say here. Hello. I've got to go because okay. uh, I've got to get the. We get dark now at like ten. Oh, to I four, know, yeah. And I don't want to be on the forest in the snow <laughs> in the dark. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you. Be safe out there. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, um, the people who are waiting for the programs, I'm so sorry. I had so much to do. I've actually done them. I'm about to send you all invoices. And you're about to get your programs. So uh, get ready. You're getting your bills. And I will see everyone that's coming uh, next week. And uh, hello, even to my daughter. My daughter. I've had wonderful conversations with my youngest daughter. She's like mini me. So uh, have a good weekend. Amen. Amen. All right. Take care, Kate. We'll see you. And uh, one of the things that we're going to do here is I'm just going to close out with this song. Again, get with the people of God this week. I know many of you have expressed to me. We don't have we don't have a preacher that preaches the word of God. We can't find anywhere where people actually believe it and, and are, are encouraging one another to strive on to love and good works and to obey Christ. And uh, so get with somebody, even if you have to just do it in your own family, read the word of God, pray together, encourage one another. 
and then we'll see you 6 a.m. bright and early on Monday morning, Lord willing. Uh, Corey Hillis will be with us. We're going to talk uh, 5G, uh, EMFs, and our children and our future. And until then, we'll see you. Going to leave you with a strange way to save the world. So
such a strange way to say the word. This is such a strange way, such a strange way, a strange way.